With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Ralph Lawler. Welcome to The Law The Jam Podcast. What's up, everyone? It's The Law The Jam, the podcast. I'm Chapon coming to you with Lucas. How's it going, Lucas? What up, Doc? Just, uh, just chilling, Lucas. We're also coming to you with uh, with Justin at LA Clippers Film. What's up, Justin? Nothing much. Bringing that raw dog energy. Oh no! Pod. Oh no! Justin was <laughs> talking about raw dog right before we started the pod. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, the the Clippers. I'm not going to segue at all. The Clippers defeated the Portland Trailblazers one twenty three to one eleven uh, to start their regular season. In a game uh, where you just had good contributions up and down the roster, really, really a fun game. Uh, Paul George led the team with 27 points. Uh, Kawhi had 20, quite kind of a quiet 23. Uh, Russell Westbrook had 13 assists and three turnovers. Zoo was great, 20 and 12 and four blocks. Uh, some good bone stuff. Just a lot of really fun vibes against a bad team. Um, I don't have. I mean, no, I, I liked what I saw out there, Lucas. You know, I thought this was a really fun game. Uh, what did you come out of this game feeling uh, off the bat, Lucas? I mean, I think there's it's I don't know what you could say besides good, right? Like, I think we can we can be measured in how good we feel about this game. Like, I think there's a lot that you can say. And, and the most obvious one is that the first game is still only one game. And right now it's the only game that we have for this season. So it's like going to over-determine how folks feel. And, you know, six months from now, it'll be the least important game because it will be from so long ago. There will be much more newer evidence. But this is the game that we have to look at, to think about, to evaluate. And it was good. It was fun. The Clippers dominated the game. It was nowhere near as close as the final score indicated. And there are plenty of, of asterisks that you can tack on, I think. And I, I'm not even saying that, that those asterisks are incorrect, but at the end of the game or at the end of the day, yeah, you are playing against one of the worst teams in the league on your home opener. You do have way more continuity than them. And you came out and you dominated the game and you felt good doing it. And I think that that realistically, that's, you got what you could have asked for from the Clippers tonight. Yeah, uh, Justin, we were talking about the game a little bit before we went on air. Uh, what were your general impressions of the Clippers' first regular season game this season? I mean, 
they they did what they were supposed to do against a vastly um, inferior opponent, and that's not nothing. Um, we talk about this team being serious all the time, mm-hmm. and one of the first steps is towards being serious is handling your business in a convincing way against an inferior opponent, and I, I thought they did that. Um, it also was evident to me that like a lot of the themes that Ty Lue and the team spoke about in training camp as far as like pace and speed and, yeah. and fast breaking and conditioning. And um, you kind of felt that tonight. And this was one of the I I can't remember the last time I saw a Clipper game with this many dunks. And so, uh, you know, a lot of the themes that Ty and the team spoke about in training camp um, were kind of present tonight. So that's always good. Um, yeah, this is this is this you can't you can't quibble with a win, right? Like um, in game 82, when we're fighting for playoff positioning, we'll need all of the wins that um, we can get. And this is the only game that we have to go off of right now. So um, both every game matters and um, taking care of business is not like I said, it's not nothing. And so I'm happy that they took care of business tonight. I'm glad that Kawhi and Paul and Zoo all look healthy and spry and Kawhi's lift on his threes look incredible. Um, he got up like five threes mm-hmm. tonight, which I mm-hmm. thought was, was really great. Paul got up seven threes. They all look really, really good. So um, yeah, some really good things that um, you can't be mad at that you can build off of and um, see what we can carry on um, in, in Utah on Friday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have. I, I, I'm. I might have this. one one overreaction that I'm comfortable getting behind. Yeah. One thing, because I think most mostly after the first game, you don't you don't really want one game to like change your your takes, right? Right. Because that's an overreaction. I do have one take from today that I didn't have before today that I actually feel kind of comfortable with, and that is that I think in all of these conversations le- leading up to this season. I think I and and the ever you know I haven't heard other people talking about it. So I, I think that we collectively have been underrating what continuity could mean for the Clippers' mm. seeding outlook mm. this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like one of the things that really stuck out to me about this game was just the Blazers looked. They were. I mean, the Blazers are a bad team. They're going to be one of the worst teams in the NBA this year, but they weren't comfortable with each other. They didn't know who they were, and it makes sense. I'm not saying that that's. That I that I like am holding that against a very young Blazers team moving on from Damian Lillard, having just made big acquisitions, you know, right at the start of training camp with that trade. But you look at who's coming up for the Clippers, like before the end of November, Utah going to be one of the worst teams in the NBA. Three games against the Spurs yeah. going to be one of the worst teams in the NBA. But Orlando going to be one of the worst teams in the NBA. Like they have a they have a stretch here where they have a lot of games, uh, you know, Memphis with John Morant, not going to play. I mean, even like the Mavs, I don't think are a very good basketball team. The Lakers are a team that the Clippers, you know, always uh, hopefully beat. They play the Mavs, you know, a second time in that stretch too. So Mm -hmm. I I think the Clippers have an opportunity here, not only because they're the better team in a lot of these matchups, but the extra added advantage of being a team that already is comfortable with each other. The Clippers aren't learning much new about themselves compared to the personnel that they had in the last stretch of last season. And so I think there's a real chance here for them to clean up in these games. And that might not necessarily mean a lot about how good are these Clippers going to be in 
a second round series against Phoenix in a conference finals against the Nuggets in an NBA finals against the Bucks, they still are going to have to figure out, you know, their sort of high end contending conversation, but winning, you know, I don't know what I'm not going to, I'm not going to commit to a number, but winning, let's just say 15 of your first 20 games is going to go a long way towards getting you into a two seed this year, right? which is going to go a long way towards look, you know, being set up for success in those types of playoff conversations. So I think there's, it's fair to say that, you know, the Clippers obviously still have questions to answer besides one strong win against one of the worst teams in the league on opening night. Of course they have more questions to answer in the next 81 games, but I, I did get the impression just looking at how kind of, cohesive and coherent Mm. the game plan looked tonight that maybe we and i underrated the what that consistency in roster makeup could mean for their early season record and what that could in turn mean for the team's you know outlook when it comes to playoff seating at the end of the year yeah like you like you mentioned lucas uh portland utah San Antonio, Orlando, Lakers. Those are the first five games of the season. Four of them are in LA mm-hmm. uh, with this jazz game being the away game. Uh, that Laker game is maybe a little bit tough because it's a cross country travel back to back. But going four and one. It's not during- cross country. It's home versus Orlando on the road to the Lakers. Both. Oh, shoot. So even better. Sorry, I, I misread that. They don't do. They so, don't do Orlando so, to Los Angeles. Back-to-backs. So, so they are not. <laughs> <laughs> they are not traveling for that. So it's a back to back. But the Clippers are not traveling. So and they are not traveling much at all this opening stretch until they go on the well, road. Well, they they do they do go from this, after that Lakers this game. Opening, go, yeah, this opening five. They go stretch, New yeah. York, Brooklyn, Dallas, home versus Memphis, at Denver, home versus Houston, at San Antonio. I mean, it's the NBA. Teams travel, you know. But. Right, right. The, these first five games to just start four and one, something along those lines, even five and oh. Five and oh. Would be really great. I would be, I would be really happy with that. This is not a very difficult schedule aside from that Laker game. Uh, you know the Lakers are, are good, and honestly, I'm not a schedule watcher this early in the season. But it would have been pretty rough to lose a game against the Blazers when both a couple of Pacific Division rivals lost yesterday. Right. Uh, it, it would have not been great. So I'm glad. Yeah. That they I, didn't regard, that. Regardless yeah. of what's regardless of what's happening with the Lakers and the Warriors and the Suns, right? Like. Those, you know, you it's too early to care how those teams are doing, but losing a game to the Blazers this year would be very bad. Yeah. Uh, and and it, the Clippers, you know, like Justin said, they did what they're supposed to do. And I think it's okay to feel good about doing what you're supposed to do because it's been a couple of years since we could consistently say the yeah, Clippers exactly. are doing what they're supposed to do, right? And yeah. so it's nice. It's refreshing. It is for sure refreshing. Let's take a quick break, come right back and give out some medals for the first time this season after this. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. We're back. Justin, we're going to start giving out medals. It's a Clipper W in the regular season. We're back to it. Uh, who is your Who is your gold performance today, Justin? Oof. Oof. Um, I'm I'm gonna for this game in particular. I think I'm gonna go with Russell for gold. Ooh, yeah. I mean, he was a plus thirty yeah. on the evening. Yeah, right. Eleven points, thirteen assists, to three turnovers, and I really thought that the team followed his lead with their um, mm-hmm. aggression on both sides of the ball. I mean, he had like four assists within like the first six minutes. He found PG on a backdoor cut. He found Kawhi. On um on a three ball, uh, Rocco missed the three, but he found Rocco for an open three. So um, I really thought he got the engine going for for us tonight. So um, if I had to give a gold medal out, I'm I'm going I'm I'm going rest. I probably I might not say that too many times this year, but for tonight, I think <laughs> I think I think I'm comfortable with giving it to Russ. Yeah, you know. Lucas, who's who's your gold? I'll I'll comment after I, I get. I will say, I think that there are five guys in this game that I really I could get behind. Like I think I could I could make an argument for any combination of these five guys: Paul, Kawhi, Zu, Russ, and Bones. Mm. That I think you would probably go, yeah, that's reasonable. Uh, but I do think I think that. Just to my my gut feeling eye test from this game, I also would give the gold to Russ. I think a lot of a lot of those, you know, I don't think he necessarily did a ton of stuff that was like amazing. I mean, he had he had the dunks, which were a lot of fun, right? But a lot of it was like, you know, kind of fast break, cherry picking two on one dunks. And a lot of his assists were just kind of making the simple right play. But at the end of the day, all the Clippers had to do in this game was get on the front foot get the ball up the court, make simple plays and make their shots. So, and I think he was the guy who was, who was at the hub of that being what happened. So I would go, um, like I said, I mean, I think there are five guys here that, that all you could put in, you could put in, but I would give the nod to Russ for the gold medal here. Yeah. You know what? I was split between Russ and zoo. I think for my gold, Um, I think I'll go with the Russ too. I agree with you guys. I agree with Justin. I think that, Russ against this team specifically, this young Blazers team that did not feel connected and did not have that continuity that Lucas was talking about. Uh, I think Russ really picked them apart. Um, 13 assists to three turnovers, took good shots in the flow of the offense, uh, had some nice fluid looking threes, even on his miss, you know, 
uh, only shot two of them and no, none of those no, no type rust threes too. I thought he was really looking for guys. He took care, good care of the ball, even had a couple of turnovers. I think they were just on some, some flubbed, uh, some good looks, but, but some flubbed catches um, and a lot of zoos productivity, especially the 20 points was directly from Russ. So I'm going to give Russ my goal too. Uh, and I might as well lean into my next one. I think I'm going to give zoo my silver, you know, 20 and 12, four blocks, made some nice catches. I liked his effort on defense. He was kind of all over on the other end, a really easy kind of team to be able to be a defensive presence against, but you felt him. He outplayed Deandre Aiden and their matchup, which, which turns out for Aiden is a lot harder to be, uh, to get to his 20 points without a point guard finding him. And it was easier for Zoo to get to his 20 points with a point guard for finding him. So I think Zoo is barely my silver or over probably George, uh, who would be my bronze. Uh, Justin, uh, who is your silver? Exact same. Um, mm -hmm. I would probably, I'd go with Zoo with, with my silver. Eight of 10 from the field, 20 and 12 with like four blocks. And then you hold Aiden um to four points on two or four shooting mm -hmm. um and he had a lot to do with that um Aiden was in foul trouble a lot and that had a lot to do with Zoo as well so um I'm, I'm going with Zoo I'm going with Zoo and this was a nice 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 first step for Zoo this season um I'm looking I'm looking for him to uh to build to build on um his his, his role with this team this year so I'm going with Zoo for silver, and um, my bronze would be Paul George as well. Uh, Paul was a pretty, Paul was pretty steady. Um, yeah. He looked aggressive, and aggressive P is um, always what we look for. So um, I'm going, I'm going with that. Yeah, I, that that's where I'm going. I I liked, um, I like George's mindset from the jump. I think. Uh, Lucas, who who are your guys? I, I have some thoughts over these three guys, particularly um, particularly George, Zoo, and Russ. I mean, all of them, even Kawhi. Kawhi. Kawhi was great, funny enough, but he just felt like that was a real easy 23 on 9 for 17, 5 for 5 from 3. Like, I barely even noticed that he was doing that, even though he looked good. I thought I loved those leak out assists that he had on the Robert Covington leak out. I think there was a Russ leak out, too. Those were awesome. Uh, he looked great, too. Uh, Lucas, who are your guys for silver? Yeah, both both two one three had six assists to four turnovers. Mm. You really like the six assists. Yeah, you know, I I think turnovers is maybe from a team perspective, like probably yeah. the number one drawback from this Clippers performance tonight yeah. is just that they turned the ball over a little too easily, and a lot of those turnovers, it you know, it wasn't like none of those turnovers came from Amir Coffee playing point guard in garbage time. Sure. Yeah. Amir Amir had zero. None. All the garbage time guys had zero. It was the the main, the starters and Bones and Norm were the only players who had turnovers. They had a, a combined for seventeen. All of those guys. But uh, to answer the question about medals, you know, I don't want to be boring, <laughs> uh, but my my gut instinct would be yes to go with Zoo for the silver and Paul for the bronze. I think what Zoo did from a you know, on the glass and protecting the rim perspective to get that efficient 20 and 12 with four blocks. I mean, you know, if, if zoo is the zoo that we know, if there isn't, you know, if he's, if he's similar to the level that he played at last year, this is like one of his best games of the season. Right. right? right. Uh, I mean, a, a 2012, right. A 2012 game is, is a really legit good game, especially for a guy who's paid, you know, below the average starting center. So, uh, from that perspective, I, yeah, I, you couldn't ask for a better start for him. I mean, he only scored 20 or more points um, twice last season. 
Yeah, yeah. I was so, gonna ask how often you know, he's he, even scored he, over a twenty. And then he, he had a nineteen and twelve. He had a nineteen and sixteen, seventeen mm-hmm. and fifteen, seventeen and eighteen. So that you know, I'm not saying that this, but this would probably be like one of his best ten games from last year. So yeah, I mean, it's a it's a really really good start for him. I did feel like Paul just scored a little more, a little more efficiently. He had those three turnovers in the first quarter and then was a lot steadier as the game went on. There's also just something to like, like Paul George, when he makes threes is really aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Man. When, yeah. when he just like does like a hezzy dribble, high release defense, defender doesn't even bother him. High arc makes it, you know, it's just like, it really is, is one of the most, I think gorgeous shots. Yeah, in, legit, in the legitimately league. looks like what a basketball player should be. Sometimes it, it is. It is. It's like it's it's like quintessential, right? It's um, like no. It's no secret why the young kids revere have, revere him, man. He's, he's yeah. He's, he's it. But I, I think there's there's a, a word to be said too for Kawhi Leonard only having to play 29 minutes coming out here, taking care of business on his possessions, not needing to dominate the game, like letting, you know, um, and, and bones coming in off the bench with, you know, norm really did not have like, I wouldn't say norm was terrible today, but he certainly Eesh. wasn't. He certainly <laughs> wasn't uh, impactful in the way that you expect <laughs> him as the sixth man to be and bones coming in and having 17 points on 11 shots, three assists, keeping that energy level up, keeping the pace up, I think uh, gets an honorable mention too. But yeah, if, you know, if, I guess we picked the same medalists for the first game. I don't know. Maybe it would be more interesting if I just made a different argument for the sake of doing it. But yeah, <laughs> this is what I, that's what I had in my head coming onto the pod too. Yeah. You know, I, I have a question for you guys. You know, we, we've talked a lot about he who will not be named. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski mentioned that the Clippers are, are backing off on the James Harden discussions a bit. I guess I did name him, but we've talked yeah. a lot about his ability to raise the floor of a, of a, out of a guy like Avisa Zubat um, just with his passing, but you know, Russ has done really well finding zoo consistently. I think since he's been a Clipper so well that sometimes zoo has to catch up and, and drops passes but he did well catching most a bunch most of them today and um i kind of wonder you know how you know how excited are you guys for like a season of russ as far as raising zoo's like offensive finishing and it just the fact just the fact that we have a point guard that can find zoo more often and even if he's just you know in the post or and somebody's cheating off or putting eyes on russ and then he did that tonight too or, you know, just off a simple pick and roll, you know, how is it exciting to you guys to prospect of Russell Westbrook and Zoo, like this connection that Zoo might be able to have with the point guard, Justin? Uh, sure, I guess you could say it's, a, it's exciting. <laughs> sure. Uh, but like, but, but, you know, one of the things that jumps off the page with Russ is just how often Zoo is in scoring positions. And I think what's exciting is is kind of what you were alluding to. Um, Russ can get the most out of Zoo. And I think there's maybe like 10% more that we can get, maybe 5 to 10% more offensively that we can get out of him if we can just do a better job of getting downhill and creating certain mm. opportunities for him. And that's what Russ does. Um, you know, there's a fine balance there because um, – if you lean too much on him, that's taking away usage from um, on-ball reps from Kawhi and Paul. And 
um, you don't you don't want to lean too heavily into Russ um, creating. But yeah, I'm 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 optimistic. Uh, they showed they showed a bit of a, a connection towards the end of last season, and you saw you saw it again tonight. Um, Zoo had as as Lucas kind of just said that this is going to be one of his ten best scoring games of the year, probably. And Russ had everything to do with that. And, you know, there were even some plays today where um, Zoo kind of fumbled the ball um, when 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 Russ was trying to get it to him. And so imagine what that's going to look like by game 40 and 50. And, you know, if that's um, if Terrence is out for a while and we're playing basically. Four I, I don't hours, know, man. I think in game 50, Zoo is still going to drop passes. Man, not yeah, as much. Yeah. Though. Maybe maybe, maybe one less. <laughs> you know what I mean? If he does one less, you know. We're playing four out with Terrence out and, you know. I think I've got to I, I kind of wonder if Zoo having those issues with his fingers many years ago just means that he's going to drop passes for the rest of his career. I was hoping that we'd have a couple of seasons and then he would get back to catching things again. Or maybe not again, but for the first time I've seen him as a Clipper. But he just drops some stuff. It's okay. Uh, he, he does. But I also <laughs> think, like, I think that if you put any other big – or not any other big, but like me- many other NBA centers in front of us for 82 games, we would be like, this guy drops past, like, you know, yeah, I don't, yeah. I'm not sure that Zoo has notably bad hands compared to NBA big men. He doesn't have great hands, but I don't think he necessarily has notably bad hands. Either. That That's, that's fair. Let's, uh, let's take a quick break. Come right back. And I want to get Lucas's take on this after this. All right, we're back. You know, Lucas, I figured this was the pod to give Russ some flowers. How do you feel about his kind of maybe floor raising for for a guy like Zoo, particularly? You know, Zoo might hit more twenty points here and there a little bit more often, and it's and it might be thanks to Russ. Well, I I mean, I think this is probably one of the first things that we talked about when we got a chance to see Russ with the Clippers in the spring. Right? Is mm-hmm. that is what is unlocked for Zoo? And what I think is interesting is what. I don't think that what's working here is like, oh, Russell Westbrook, the the sort of point guard passer in the way that like a guy like James Harden who comes in and runs the pick and roll and finds his big man as a lob threat. Like you think about like the Harden, Clint Capella, Rockets, right? Like right. that's not the type of distribution that, that Russ has unlocked for Zoo. It's a lot more the fact that Russ himself can – gets into the lane and then is a crafty interior passer Mm -hmm. where zoo isn't necessarily catching on the move so much as he's kind of finding these pockets of space when Russ is already in the lane for these dump offs and dunks. And so that's something that I think is, it absolutely is notable. I think it's something that we noted, you know, back to the very early days of Russ. Uh, It's not the, the biggest thing when you think about, you know, the potential impacts on, like Justin said, taking the ball out of Paul and Kawhi's hands or having those having two guys out there who defenses don't necessarily feel like they have to guard as shooters and what that means for the spacing for the stars. But that that uh, that element is there and it has been there um, from the beginning. And it's also, you know, I'm I've as long as the James Harden conversation has been happening, I've kind of been curious how that would actually look for Zoo because Zoo is not the mobile rim runner that typically has thrived with a James Harden type guy. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that that's that's fair. So we might as well talk about the other starter today. So Terrence Mann, who was supposed to be the starter, um, is hurt and he's been ruled out for the Jazz game in two days already post game, which is a little bit concerning. He was seen in a boot uh, from some pictures from some of our great beat writers and uh, seems like he might be out a little bit of time. The fact that he was ruled out today already for a game that's two days away uh to get better is, is a little bit concerning but Robert Covington did start instead and he you know he he did Roco things and he only had his stat line doesn't pop he had a nice finish on that one leak out um made a three-pointer had three steals one block what else is new for Robert Covington was active like we are always used to him being active interiorly and as a help defender and uh is probably going to be starting for the next you know few games while Terrence recovers uh, Justin, how did you feel seeing Rocco out there? And, and interestingly, you know, Justin, I, I think you have been, you know, uh, talking about Terrence starting uh, on Twitter. We haven't really talked too much about Rocco versus Terrence because we haven't had you on the pod for a minute here. I, uh, I'm curious how how you felt about Robert, Robert Covington's look as a starter. I mean, he he fits. He fits. Um, you know, it it took him less than a minute to get a three up tonight. And, you know, that that sort of um, that sort of willingness to just let it fly from three kind yeah. of fits with what the Clippers are trying to do, especially with Russell Westbrook at the point. And there is something to be said about that. Right. Like Terrence is not going to let it fly in the way that Robert will. So um, I, I'm 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 I don't want to say I'm a huge Rocco guy, but I think his the things that he brings to the table is definitely worth getting an extended look it sucks that it's happening this way with terrence's injury but you know he's 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 a really good fit for what we're trying to accomplish and you know even on a game like tonight um just the little things there was a play in like the second half where you know he's just a killer on that back uh, back line as a low man and he gets his hands on everything and, you know, um, everybody, every starter was a plus 20 or higher. But, you know, as you said, three steals, one block. Um, I, I'm, I, I, I'm optimistic about what he can bring to the table. And, um, yeah, if it's not anything to keep Marcus Morris out of the starting lineup. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm in on um, Robert Covington. And I want to see maybe, maybe if it is like five to ten games where Terrence is out, we'll, we, we can – start to build a sample of what Rocco looks like next to Kawhi, Russ, and PG. Obviously, we didn't see that virtually at all last year. So it'd be nice to get some good data on what that actually looks like. And, you know, maybe we can circle back within like the next 10 games to see, oh, this is really good. Uh, or maybe it's just okay. So um, I'm more, more of a wait and see and let's see what the data tells us over the next like seven to 10 games. Yeah, that, that's fair. Lucas, how did you feel seeing Roko out there? We've been pretty uh, vocal about Robert maybe being our pick as far as me, you, I believe Rob said the same thing as far as who would start in that fifth position, but not being upset that Terrence ended up winning it out. But now it seems like we might have Robert Covington for, for a couple of games at least here. Um, and how did you feel seeing him out there today? Yeah, obviously Terrence Mann is a really important part of this team. He has a, a skill set that I think is going to be really valuable in higher leverage matchups, especially like if we if we fast forward all the way to the playoffs, I don't know that 
when you have opposing teams that are staggering their stars, that Bones Highland and Norman Powell can play defensively at the same time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so having Terrence Mann there as a rotational piece is essential. That being said, it was my belief, you know, going into this game, and it's it's certainly still my belief now that if you ask me who's the best fit as the fifth guy next to the four locked in starters, I would put Robert Covington into that lineup over Terrence. I think that the willingness to get up three pointers in a high volume, the sort of box score stuffing things, Terrence stuffs the box score too, but, but Rocco creates more steals and blocks. And you talk about a lineup that has Russell Westbrook running a lot more and a guy who generates, who turns opponents over a lot which Robert Covington turns opponents over more than anyone on the team, putting him into that lineup for those full strength starting five situations to me does feel like the best fit. Uh, I think it also creates a lot of questions. Like it's so, so, so important for this team that Terrence Mann play and play a, a good chunk of minutes. You look at a game like tonight where the starters minutes are low because it's a blowout and still you know, KJ Martin and Nico Batum don't actually get very much off the bench until garbage time. Like through three quarters, Nico had played seven minutes and KJ had played six, right? So if you if you don't find yourself in garbage time, those guys are maybe ending up at, you know, 12 and 10. And that's as guys nine and 10 in the rotation in a game where Terrence Mann isn't playing. So, so you still are, you still are having this problem where it's like, who's going to play and how much when the team is at full strength. But if we just focus on that, who's the best fit as the fifth starter, I say this as a, as a guy who has loved Terrence Mann and constantly preached his importance to this team and the need for him to play significant minutes. The way that the roster is set up right now and the style that they're playing, I would keep starting Robert Covington until proven otherwise. Yeah, you, you mentioned an interesting point about the end of the rotation. Uh, K.J. Martin only played 13 minutes. Nico Batum played nine minutes. And that was in all bench minutes, too, that were featured in that almost, first Almost all of K.J.'s minutes were, you know, over half of his minutes were garbage time. Yeah, so it's interesting to see what the Clippers will do, especially if they tend to intend to stagger, like Ty Lue has mentioned, and have one of Kawhi or, you know, Paul George on the floor at all times a little bit more consistently against better competition. It, it always has felt like this is just a, just a glut of forwards. And of course, Marcus Morris did not play at all today um, because he should not be playing at all. Uh, <laughs> so kudos to Ty Lu for realizing that. But now we have these two guys, KJ Martin, who we brought in for this unique vertical threat that nobody else on the team quite ha- has quite like him. I, I have and, a question. Yeah, go ahead, Justin. I have a question for for both of you guys. Do you guys think the Clippers have an idea of what they want to do with with um, Kenyon Martin um, yet? Like, it just feels like to me, and just watching them throughout the preseason, um, he's 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 slotted in a corner. He's shooting yeah. corner threes. Um, he's not really being put in any sort of like real act. I don't, I don't know. I just, I just wanted to pose that question because it just felt like tonight when watching him play, it was like an extension of preseason where mm. um, this team and he has, he has kind of been like flat out miserable, right? His yeah. first three ball was an air ball tonight. 
<laughs> um, you know, I, he's someone who can probably who may fall out of the rotation if he's even in the rotation right now solidly. But um, I, I just wanted to get you guys' opinion on like what what is his role on this team, especially if they don't make a, a consolidation trade. Like I don't I don't actually see the role for him, and that's kind of what's been jumping out at me in regards to him. Yeah, I, I think I think that. You know, when you when you play an 82 game season, there's going to be minutes for KJ guys are going to miss games. And I think especially when you get a little bit away from this start of the year excitement, like everyone's amped up on opening night. I think that his motor and his athleticism are going to like at the very least bring bring an impact like the Clippers got out of a guy like Justice Winslow midseason a couple of years ago where he just kind of brought a change of pace and a change of energy and in, in the sort of dead legs portion of the year. I do think that the Clippers don't really seem they either, they either don't know what to do to put him in a position to succeed, or they think that putting him in a position to succeed would take so much work Mm -hmm. to do differently than the way they want to play that they aren't willing to do it. And we may find ourselves with like some chaos bench lineups in January where KJ Martin rocks. Like he's going to win the Clippers shifts this year with his motor and athleticism, but is he going to be in the playoff rotation? Well, you know, you talk about putting him in the corner. I think what the, the Clippers want is they want KJ Martin to develop into, you know, a, obviously his his athleticism is makes him a different kind of player but like a nico batum robert covington toolsy three and d athlete and hopefully the fact that he's so much younger and so much more explosive than those guys adds another wrinkle to that but i think there is a there's there's a tension here between what can we do to get the most productivity right now out of the kj martin we have and who is the KJ Martin we need him to become to actually help be a part of helping this team win a championship. And I I do think that they could do more now to put him in a position to thrive, but those aren't the positions that he's going to be asked to be in to earn minutes in the playoffs. And so that, yeah, I, I feel that that struggle, I think definitely if you were like tomorrow's an an elimination game, he's the guy who I wouldn't be playing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's take a quick break. I want to ask Justin about this a little bit too after this. All right, we're back. So Justin, I, I think if if we're doing all bench lineups, like my my response to that question is like, what can you do <laughs> aside from putting KJ in like an action as a screener, which I believe the Clippers did at the end of the first half. They put KJ as a screener. He rolled and he actually pulled uh bones is man enough for bones to get a clean look at a three and I, I think you can put him in some of that action but aside from that if you have an all bench lineup like kj just is kind of stuck in the corner there's nobody who's gonna you know demand enough defense to bring two on the ball or at all at all and, and teams will just sag off of him i don't think anybody is really afraid of him as a shooter yep 
if he gets his percentage up to 39, you know, closer to 40% as a three-point shooter, then teams will respect him more. He'll be able to kind of get some cuts to the basket, especially if you're operating off of a guy like, I don't know, Russell Westbrook or somebody who can find him off of cuts, even Bones. But if you're just sagging off of him, you know, with this bench lineup, there's not much to do. Justin, what what positions would you put him in to succeed a bit? Because we know about how he has a specific skill set. But I'm curious to see like what what you kind of think that the Clippers should do with him to get to utilize his skill set some more. Well, it's it's tough because as as you guys um, kind of just alluded to, um, he's playing most of his shifts with like all bench lineups, and he's playing in lineups with uh, with Norm and Bones. And like you know, norms is norm isn't looking to pass at all, right? So, um, you know, ideally, ideally, you'd want to see him in a little bit more screen roles, a little bit paired mm-hmm. with guys because he he is he is a bit he's obviously a bit limited as far as like what he can do, but you know, he's obviously an exclusively a plate finisher, and right. so he he probably needs to be paired with somebody who can actually create um for him somebody who can like get two on the ball so he can maybe get out of get in short roll where he can take one one dribble and he's at the rim using his athleticism he's the guy who needs james harden right exactly exactly that's what i was gonna say at least like a ironically enough like a russell westbrook type right but um but you know he's not he's he does he's not good enough to warrant that spot in the rotation so Mm -hmm. it it is it, it is what it is and to your point if he if he um if he gets his three point shot up to 39 38 something like that then maybe he can get he can get more um of an opportunity to show what he can do next to actual playmakers and actual guys who warrant um attention from defenses more so than like a Norm Powell or like even a Bones Highland you know so um that's kind of where i see it yeah, that's totally fair. Um, Justin, going off of, off of that, do you have a describe one play for the audience today? Uh, excited for this content. <laughs> oh, yeah. Opening night, describe yeah. one play. Uh, at the eight-minute mark of the first quarter, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, Russ went Russ went into his bag, so to speak, um, got downhill, drew a ton of defenders, and he found Kawhi Leonard for catch and shoot three in the corner. And I just thought that, I just thought that, wow, the vision actualized. Like that's exactly what Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, um, for better or for worse, that is what they envision when they um, campaign for a point guard, somebody that can get downhill, put some pressure on the rim, get two feet in the paint to where all they have to do is finish the play. So um, I thought that, play was um it was in the middle of a really good start to the Mm -hmm. game and it was also kind of um um, emblematic of what um paul and Kawhi are looking for out of that position and so that's something that anytime we're we're getting rim pressure it's going to stick out to me and so if there's one thing that russell westbrook will provide is he'll get the ball into the paint and you know if we can get Kawhi Leonard, one of the best shooters of all time, open threes, then you know you're 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 doing a fantastic job. So um, I gave Russ the gold medal tonight, and you know he was the he was the play that I'm gonna highlight because I thought he had of his 13 assists that was one of the more um, 
simple but impressive um, assist for me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Lucas, do you have any closing thoughts on this game? So we're wrapping things up. My my favorite play was the Paul George to Russ Aliyup. That was that was sick. I yeah. I think I think others might the bones behind the back, but I like the alley-oop better. That's such a hard pass. Gosh, I love that pass. That's like the behind the, the back. That behind the back on the move, no bounce. Like just on like so good. Mm-hmm. I just I'm a big fan of that play. Um, yeah, Lucas, closing thoughts on this game. Uh, you know, I mean, I there's a lot like I I mentioned at the beginning, right? There's a lot of asterisks you can throw on this. That there's the continuity. The Blazers, one of the worst, going to be one of the worst teams in the NBA this year. The Clippers obviously shot the like the Clippers aren't going to shoot 47 percent from three on the season, right? At the end of the day, this they dominated the Blazers in this game. I mean, I know that it ends up only being 12, but the Blazers won the fourth quarter by 14, right? Like so, it was. 26 going to the fourth quarter it was far from even being in consideration that it could be a game after three quarters and that's all you can ask for is you want this Clippers team to maintain this level of play when the quality of opposition improves you want this Clippers team to stay healthy and available but like when the Clippers have Paul and Kawhi on the court together they should be beating teams like the Blazers by margins like 30 or being up 26 and then you know the the bench warmers letting go of the rope a little bit to make it 12. Like that doesn't really matter. The Clippers took care of business and, you know, it's only one game. One can only hope that we see in the coming week and in the coming months that the will sustains itself in this group to repeat these performances. No one's going to be perfect, but I think there's definitely a, uh, a consistency bar. We know that they're capable of this. We've known that this team is capable of a performance like this, obviously. Now it's time to establish that consistency with it. Yeah. Uh, Justin, how do you feel about this game, the start of the season, uh, for what we hope is a very serious regular season, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, One of the things that Lucas brought up earlier earlier in the pod, um, he talked about the, um, the chemistry and the continuity of this group, and it made me think about – the last year of Lob City, where like just off mm-hmm. of sheer continuity, they started the season like fifteen and two or like sixteen and two. Right. And I, I'm not saying that we're going to start the year off that well, but that there is something to be said for that advantage, and that was one example of that. And so, um, yeah, tonight was just a step in that direction, um, and hopefully, we can continue with that. Right. Like we have an identity. We know how we want to play, and um, hopefully that is good for um, a good start. You know, I, I think 5-0 and o is very much in play. Um, that should be the goal. And, you know, at the end of the season, we'll look back at how we started the season as being one of the reasons why we're either fighting for a playing spot or fighting for a home court in the first round. And so um, I'm really looking at the beginning of the season with the advantages that we have with chemistry as one of the main reasons why we need to take full advantage of the start of the schedule. And um, hopefully it, hopefully tonight was emblematic of that. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm excited. I think this was a really fun game. Uh, Pretty much nothing but good vibes for this game. Gosh, I I really hope the Clippers can really eventually nail down like a top seven 
eventually from, from a rotation. I think that probably a consolidation trade is needed for that to happen, but I'm really kind of just tired of this. Like we have these three to four guys and then who's our fifth to eight and who's our fifth to 10th. And I just feel like that's been continuously the question for this team for years. And I would love for that not to be the question anymore. Like this rotation to get a bit firmer, whether it's just through performance or just kind of fit with how the team is vibing. You know, I do think that Norm and and uh, and Bones and Mason have have you know stood out as far as guys that will get minutes. But you know, you wonder those guys, especially about how how much you can rely on those guys from a series to series basis and not from like matchup dependence, you know? And it just feels like the Clippers have a lot of those type of guys. I would love for them to just strengthen out at least their six. Cause I feel like that's what Denver did. I and mean, I think Denver did that and it unlocked everything. Like they kind of got rid of, you know, they thought that Gary Harris was a little bit redundant alongside Jamal Murray, you know, uh, they needed to have somebody to replace Jeremy Grant after he left and they got Aaron Gordon and then everything just synced up. You know, I was watching them mm-hmm. play and I'm just like, my gosh, this lineup fits so like incredibly like, you talk about Jokic's flaws or your Murray's flaws, and they're all hidden because everybody else just complements each other so well. And that's what I I would love to have that from the Clippers, you know, by midseason. It would be really nice to feel that a little bit stronger because they kick the Blazers' ass. The Blazers are bad. Um, when they get better competition and teams kind of defend them in a way that um, like shows some of these flaws – that's going to be stuff that you're going to want to be able to cover. And and I hope that this rotation is able to do that eventually. And that'll do it for this episode of the Lob the Gem, the podcast. Uh, Leave us a nice five-star review, whatever platform this is on. Five stars, five stars really helps. Some nice words too. We'll read them on the air. And as always, go Clippers!